my name is Steve. It's great to be with you this morning if you're uh, with us, uh, with the church family on Zoom or some of our many guests here I'm looking at on, on Facebook. Um, even if you're watching this later in the week, tonight, tomorrow on YouTube, I don't know, wherever, we're praying for you. We're so glad you're with us. We want you to know Jesus and we want you to know how much he loves you and cares about you and has a plan and a purpose for your life. Um, so it, it's a special morning. Uh, Chris and Nick were saying right at the start of our meeting today, we're beginning our 20 days of, of prayer. Uh, we do one of these at the start of every term and we're, we're going to pray for uh, the rest of this year of 2020. Um, we come together tonight at six o'clock um, where we're going to for our press pause evening, uh, where we, we're going to look in detail at some of the things that will be going on. Um, through the next 20 days and praying together, uh, as well as looking at the term ahead. We'd love to see you there. Uh, and then uh, right now, we're just going to carry on for a few minutes in our Little Exiles uh, mini-series from Jeremiah chapter 29, and then make some space, and we've got plenty of time uh, this morning uh, for some special guests and friends who are, are, are with us, um, that we've just said, come and pray and prophesy uh, with us this morning. So it's wonderful to, to welcome uh, Lawrence and Rochelle Evans, uh, Dan and Lauren, Ed, um, and Jed and Emma, um, the, the first number that I mentioned are from Jubilee Church East Grinstead. Jed and Emma are in Welcome Church Berlin. So it's so good to have you with us guys. Uh, willkommen, um, uh, dear friends, and uh, make yourselves at home today. Um, and as we pray and prophesy in a few moments, let's just be open to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So in, in Jeremiah 29, and we'll have the scripture in a moment, um, the prophet Jeremiah is, is speaking into the chaos of kingdoms falling. Um, God's people have been taken away forcibly out from their home city of Jerusalem into Babylon, the superpower of the day uh, by King Nebuchadnezzar. It's about two and a half thousand years ago, 600 BC. Um, and Jeremiah the prophet in this passage is writing to families in exile who are now living in a strange land, a strange culture. They're in captivity with an overpowering kind of worldview uh, that is pressing down on them, um, trying to force and impose its beliefs and its ways on them. They've got none of their familiar structures and patterns of, of life and worship remaining. All their rituals, their festivals, their calendar, their way of operating around the temple and around the table in family life and community together. They're having to learn and reimagine what it means to be the people of God in this new environment. And, and unless they, they establish again their identity as God's people, and, and hold on again to God's promises. They'll just become assimilated and absorbed into the culture around them. God's people will disappear. I think, as we look at these verses, uh, Jeremiah is not just prophesying to his generation, but he's speaking to us today as well. That's, the, that's what the living, enduring word of God does. It speaks to us. It's alive for us today. It has hands. It takes hold of us, as Martin Luther used to say. So before we read the passage, um, and before we hand over to the prophetic team, let me just remind you, we, we believe, church, friends, guests watching right now, we believe that God has promises over his people, um, which are seen in these verses and which are prophesied over our lives today. We believe they affect the way we live life in Crawley. They affect our family life, our education. That's why we just prayed with our children again, our, our business life, our, our leisure. The expectation that though we may be a minority, Though all our familiar structures of church, community and life have, have changed right now, 
God has placed us here. He's carried us here as he carried them to Babylon to bring life and hope, to restore, to rebuild, not just our own stuff, not just to rebuild church, not just to get back to normal, whatever that is, but to impact our city. That's the message of hope we have for Crawley, for this airport town right now that's had so many reports of demise spoken over it. Imagine what it would be like if God's people live here with life and hope and confidence in his promises. Friends, I think we said last week, we're not just trying to organize church to survive this next season. It's something much bigger than that. We're trying to catch up with what the kingdom of God is doing. Uh, it's a totally different set of maps and directions that we're holding on to. So last week, we, we spoke uh, the first few verses of Jeremiah 29 over our kids and our teachers and the whole kind of education uh, set up. T today, we want to speak particularly from verse 7 into businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, creatives, craftsmen uh, that get to go shape the plans and purposes of God in the town. Uh, last Sunday, uh, Livio read the passage for us in Romanian. Uh, today, I think Michael's going to read it for us in Shona. And if maybe for the one or two here who don't speak Shona as their first language, then you can open your Bibles at Jeremiah 29, or I think the, the words are subtitled on the screen. Over to you, Michael. I'm going to be reading from Jeremiah 29 from verse 114 in Shona. Tsamba Zvino aya ndio mashoko etsamba yakatumwa nemprofita Jeremiah kubva Jerusalem achienda kuvakuru vakanga vachiri vapenyu pakati pavatapwa nokuva priest na vaprofita nevamwe vose vakanga vaendesa kuutapwa kubabiloni na Nebukadnezar vakibviswa ku Jerusalem Izvi zvakaitika shure kukunge mambo jehokani na mai vake nemachinda umuruzware romando Nawatungamiri we Juda, ne Jerusalema, nevavezi, nevapfuri, vaende saku utapa kubiskwa ku Jerusalema. Akaende satamba ii nuru okoro wa Erasa, mwanakuma na washafin, na Gamaria, mwanakuma wa Hirika. Awa wakatu mwanazetekia mamboe Juda, kuna nambu nebukadneza kubabironi. Yaiti. Swanzi na Jehova mwari wa masimba uose. Mwari wa Israel. Kuna uose wakatendesa kutapwa kubabirani. Wachipa kujerusarema. Zwa kire zimba. Mukare murimi. Mukotika subiri kuizu. Wananai na wanakumana na wanaskana. Zwa kire wanakumana wenye wakazi. Uye mkwanisene wanaskana kutinduwa wawe. Nawanawa kumana. Muwande ikuku. Musadzikira pa kuwanda. Uyeze mucha gerugari. Nukubudira kukutaro. Nukubende sai kutapwa. Munyengetere kuna jehova. Nukuti kanarika budirira. Nemi mucha budirira. Nukuti zwanzi na jehova. Mwari masimba uose. Mwari we Israel. Musarege wa profita na wakukuti wari pagatipenyu wa chikunye ngerai. Musaterele kurota kwa wanukutawerai. Wanukuporofita ndi mamu starangu. Andina kuwatuma. Ndizu zunota wala jehova. Nukuti zwanzi na jehova. Panopera makore makumano umwe e babiloni. Nchawe ya je kwa muri. Jibuzo kuzasi ketai za kanaka. Kutitokira na kujimbo inu. Nekuti ndinu za urongwa wandina opa msoro penyu. 
Nizo notawara Jehova. Urungwa ukuti mbudirire. Kwete kuitruza kaipa. Unukupa etariro nire mangwana. Ipapo mchada nana. Kwa njiri uye mcha uye. Kuzo nyinge tera kwa njiri. Neni nicha kunzguai. Mchandi chwaka mkandiwana. Pamunoli chwaka ni mwoye nyese. Nichawani kwa nemi. Ndizo zunotawa na Jehova. Uye nicha kuzosekuwa kutapwa. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Michael. Jeremiah said to the exiles the same thing he says to us. Tear up your old sets of maps and instructions, the way you thought the land and the directions for life go. Tear it all up. Things aren't going to go back quickly to how they were. They're not going to go back at all. So what do we hold on to, Jeremiah says, and the same question is for us today. There are some unchanging kingdom principles and values that, that don't shift. That's what we hold to. We're always having to make this jump as kingdom people. We so quickly get settled. I was reading earlier this week in Psalm 122, King David is standing in his city, Jerusalem. He's looking out over the city and he says, these solid walls will never be breached. And then he tells God's people to pray for the peace and prosperity of Jerusalem. And yet here, just a few years later, Jeremiah's prophesying to a people who have been taken out of Jerusalem. The walls have been broken down. And uh, he takes this promise uh, and this command that David made and he expands it. It's a little bit, it sounds a bit like Jesus uh, later on. Jesus was always taking the old covenant and expanding it in the new. He'd say things like, you've heard it said, but I say to you. And, and Jeremiah does this here. He says, you've only ever operated this way. You've only ever known life within the narrow walls of Jerusalem, within the safe confines of the people of God. But God's doing something beyond these walls, outside of your safe places. David said it was all about Jerusalem. Limit your prayers to within those walls. But I tell you the kinds of prayers you pray now for God's kingdom are, are now to be prayed in new territory. Jeremiah declares a new, a new openness in our thinking. These walls have come down for God's people. We're supposed to carry his life and hope everywhere. From creation onwards, we were supposed to plant and build and grow and spread and multiply all over planet Earth. We carry that promise to go make disciples of all nations. It, it's all God's domain. Forget what you thought was secular, that what was outside of the church, outside of our domain and our walls. Maybe church family, this pandemic has helped us by knocking down some of the walls and structures of church life. We're rediscovering our main purpose and calling as kingdom people, scattered but really flourishing. Every wall and limitation that's kept us in our own Jerusalem, where we've mainly been concerned with life within the church, it's, it's come down. We realize the spirit of God in us pushes us out into the city to live, to shape family life, education, business, the economy. This is the, the big story, kingdom view that we have to hold to. It was never about just one place, never about our own church or ministry, but seeing the whole earth filled with his glory until the day Jesus returns. So for us, we're released to live for Crawley because we're ultimately living for the city. That's the kingdom perspective for disciples. And I think we're beginning to understand this more and more. It's been so heartening to see so many uh, serving, loving their neighbors, 
um, joining up with, with Acts of Mercy, the Love Your Neighbor stuff we've been doing with St. John's. It's not just been a, a few actions as well. We know God's doing something in this way in our hearts because we've been putting our hands in our pockets and where your heart is, that's where your money goes. And to, to be part of a church family that's given away already this year over 70,000 pounds given away every penny uh, it shows that we're catching something of living beyond our own walls but it goes further and that's what these few verses teach us this morning our, our work our business it's all caught up in this so just briefly verse 7 says seek the welfare of the city you're in every sphere of our life and society um it's all important to God. It's interesting to note in Jeremiah, the, the first people who were carried away were not just the leaders, but the, the craftsmen and the creatives. I wonder about us in this new era. In the old era, many of our church ministries and people were set up to serve within the church, to face inwards. Uh, it's interesting, I, I think, as I consider it, oftentimes it was our business people and our creatives who were the ones that felt a little bit outside uh, most of your life and work was outside of the of the ministries of the church. You've often felt least connected into the mission of life and kingdom. What, thinking I, I can't contribute much really because of my work out out there. But these new maps show us now. Hey, you've been positioned right all along. You're you're in the most important place to live and serve in this next wave of kingdom life. Um, you're not just in business so that you can prosper and give more money into church gift days. It's about so much more than that. Your creative skills are not just to make Sunday morning worship meetings a little bit better. You're, you're here to live and breathe and prophesy life and hope to the town. And verse seven says, we're commanded to engage in business into our culture. Um, last week, we talked about building and planting. This week, he speaks about working and praying, work and pray. Our work matters. Verse 7 says, work for peace and prosperity in the city, in Crawley. That's what you're contributing, friends, as you labor at your business. Peace and prosperity. Wow, that's what Crawley needs right now, hey? So, so we, we're praying and prophesying today over business people in the church, over soul traders, over entrepreneurs, over some of you mums or single parents that have just got little um, business initiatives that you started up. We're praying for craftsmen and creatives that you'd be filled with the spirit. You don't get to say and decide, hey, but it's only a small thing. It's only out of my front room or my garage or oh, if you saw my order book, it's so insignificant. I think you're overplaying the importance of my business. You might say oh, it just brings in a bit of pocket money. You don't get to decide, friends, whether what you do is significant by your measure of success. This promise tells us God has carried you here. He's positioned you here for the kingdom to spread in Crawley through peace and prosperity, through your work. And so the Lord declares over you today what you do and who you are is significant. That's why we're praying specifically for you today. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, you think, oh, what about me at my desk in a big um, corporation or, or, or I'm a cleaner or I work in hospitality or I'm a support worker. Hey, it all falls under the same mandate. So get your heads up and live for the kingdom with your eyes open. Work and pray. It says work for the peace and prosperity and pray for the welfare of the city in verse seven. If, let me paraphrase it, if Crawley prospers, you will prosper, people of God. That's what the scripture tells us. And it's our work and prayer as kingdom carriers 
that determines this. We, we love, we've often prayed it, the uh, motto that whoever founded Crawley um, wrote over the town. It, it says, I grow and I rejoice. I grow and I rejoice. It could be, it's such a kingdom motto. It could be out of Isaiah or, or, or Jeremiah. And that's what we're here to, to pray. Babylon's welfare determines your welfare, Jeremiah says. We, we've so often got it the wrong way around in the old church order. Listen, there are all kinds of reports of Crawley's demise right now. Do we want the reports of struggle to shape who we become as a church here? Are we just hanging on for things to get better? Hey, friends, I believe this prophetic promise means we get to dream bigger dreams and pray bigger prayers than we imagined outside of our narrow walls. We get to work and pray to see that the people of God scattered through the town carry life and hope and draw many into this new community of promises Jesus has revealed. So see where God's positioned you today. And let, let me just encourage you, don't give up. Don't pack it in. Those of you that are on furlough right now wondering, is, do we, what's, what's ahead for me? I don't even know how to, how to pray. Hey, where you are right now, what you're doing, the promise you're holding on to right now, oh, it matters. God knows. Hey, we're not naive. We face the facts. Do you remember um, Abraham described in Romans 4? He's got the promise of a son. He looks at his own body and his wife's body. They're as good as dead, it says. There's no hope of a, of a son. Uh, but as the people of God that have been carried to Crawley, we get like Abraham to look up at the one who's made the promise. And we get like Abraham to say, we will not waver in unbelief. It says of Abraham, against all hope, in hope, he believed. We're a people in hope. God is faithful to bring life, to release, to restore the kingdom through you and I in every realm of this town. And so we work and pray as his commissioned people. Yes, us. Look, at, look around the little windows on the Zoom here or the people on Facebook. We work and pray with our ordinary, totally unimpressive lives. We get to play our part in demonstrating the restoration and the rebuilding that the kingdom Brings. I'm just going to pray for all of us and then hand over and give these guys loads of loads of time. Well, why don't you just lift your hands with me wherever you are around your home. It's so easy to become passive when we're doing church, even live on Zoom. But hey, this morning I'd be calling you to the front if we were at our church building. Come on, run to the front. Let's respond to Jesus. Let's catch his call again. Lift your hand with me. Joe, if there's one or two here this morning that don't yet know Jesus, your, your first step is to come and give your life to him. Will you do that this morning? If you want to pray with us about that, either nudge the person that you're with or please send us a message. We want to help you. And Lord Jesus, we just come to you now as, as a simple church family. Lord, would you break discouragement and fear over some? Would you lift off every bad report and every uncertainty that we've come under? We come to you now. We, Lord, we pray for those still on furlough that are not forgotten in your promises and purposes. Lord, we acknowledge we don't know the way. We don't know what to do. We've not lived in this environment before. We don't have the maps anymore, but we come to you. We receive your life. We trust you for discernment and direction and new ways of working. And we resolve together, Lord, children and adults, not just to grow a church, your call on us is so much bigger than that. We want to build up the city. So would you help us now? Would you speak prophetically through these guys? Would you awaken, open, release, encourage, comfort, bring life, pour faith into us who are weak and weary disciples as we receive them in faith today? Amen. Oh, amen. Yeah, you can just take your seats for a moment and uh, I'll hand over to Lawrence, Ed, Jed, Emma and the rest. Thanks, guys.
Wow, you're welcome. Such a great privilege to be with you. We love seeing your faces. We're so excited just to see you this morning. It's wonderful. Our hearts are with you. I'm going to introduce our team uh, in a moment, and then we're just going to enjoy hearing from God. Um, so with me on the couch uh, is Ed Curra. Uh, Ed is an entrepreneur and businessman and a great friend and a real prophetic voice. And we have Jed and Emma from Welcome Church Berlin. Hey, Jed and Emma. <laughs> uh, all creds, these guys, they lead a half night of prayer until 1 a.m. So the fact they're even awake and with us is just amazing. But they have such a heart for you guys, and, uh, and they're joining this morning. And then from uh, Holiday in the Lake District, Lauren and Dan. <laughs> Lauren and Dan Evans, thank you for getting up much earlier on a Sunday morning than you might ordinarily and for joining us and, <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> and for being part of this. Uh, so we're all going to contribute this morning. Um, I will ask, uh, and I see that it's being recorded because if we uh, prophesy over people who are not here, we'd love to have it recorded and passed on if that's okay. Please do keep your um, screens on gallery view so you can see everyone and we can see you as well that that's amazing so what an exciting time to be part of the start of 20 days of prayer and we really really feel like this is a time when God is almost restarting 2020 it's a it's a new time where God's not only restoring but he's restoring us he's telling a new story he's creating a new narrative uh, out of the ashes and we're excited to be with you so what we'd like to do this morning, if it's okay, is we'd like to spend a little bit of time just prophesying over the church in general, so everyone gets included. And then Steve did give us some first names of people who are business people and creatives, and, and we have some words specifically for individuals, uh, which we'll give a bit later on. And I hope that's okay. And if we say anything about you and you think it's fantastic, please wave and give the thumbs up. And if we say something you're not sure it's right, just do the very British thing and say, well, that's interesting. And uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to pull out four things from Jeremiah and from what uh, Steve said that, that I think are both great truths, but also prophetic for, for the church. And the first one as you go into a season of prayer is Jeremiah 29, 7. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city, that's Crawley, to which I've carried you into exile. Pray for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And I have to say, this is one area where the English language dramatically lets us down. Because actually, what Jeremiah is saying is pray for the shalom of Crawley. And when you pray for the shalom of Crawley, you will receive shalom yourself. So it's when God says, I will give you a future and a hope. He's saying, I'm going to give you shalom back. Right? So let me just unpack that a bit. What it means is pray for the shalom, pray for the peace, the prosperity, the health, the safety, the welfare, the soundness, the completeness, the rest, the favor, the friendly terms of Crawley. That's what it really means. And when you pray for all of those things, then you too, will experience shalom, you will experience prosperity, you'll experience peace and health and safety and welfare and rest. Can you see how rich that is? Yes. Boy, that expands our vision. When we start praying for the shalom of the city so that we can experience God's wellness and shalom ourselves. 
The second thing I wanted to pull out was uh, this idea that doing good, serving others and healing are actually related. Uh, I don't believe that doing good is a secondary activity. I believe it's primary. And so Jesus expressed this in Acts 10, 38. Peter says, Jesus, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit of power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Yes. And I feel for you guys, you're coming into a season where doing good and healing will go hand in hand. You'll be serving people, and I'm just praying and expecting there'll be a multiplication of healing gifts. In fact, I want you to pray in for that. For the next 20 days, pray and ask for a multiplication of healing gifts so that you will actually see a dramatic increase in signs and wonders. And as you go doing good, healing will come. Amen. The third point is, and Jeremiah is quite adamant about this, there's no quick fixes. And there's no quick fixes for COVID-19 either. In fact, he is very dismissive of the false prophets who say it's going to be over quickly. Like this, don't worry, it'll all blow over, it'll be all fine. He says, no, no, they're false prophets. He said, here's the true prophet. God determines the times and seasons we're in. Yeah. And there are no quick fixes to COVID, but God will be found by those who seek him. You see, it's not our plans for God that count. It's God's plans for us. So when the Lord says, there's 70 years completed, and then I'll come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring back to you, the Lord is determining the times and seasons. What we need to know is what are God's plans so that we can trust in him. Amen. The fourth promise which I wanted to bring out is the promise of, of guidance. How do we know that God's going to speak to us? Well, interestingly, God is always guiding and illuminating our path day and night. And in Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 19 to 21, uh, it says, You imparted your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold manna from their mouths. You provided water for their thirst. For 40 years you sustained them. Even in the desert, they never lacked anything. Yes. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. But the promise of God was that he would give them their good spirit to instruct them. You can expect that God will illuminate your paths in times of darkness. Yes. So that's just some real encouragement for you and a little bit of praying into that. Expect multiplication of healing gifts. Pray for the shalom of uh, Crawley. Uh, God will speak to you. He will illuminate your path. Um, I just want to start by giving a few prophetic uh, thoughts, really, for the church as a whole, and then I'm going to open up to the team, and then we'll come to individuals. Steve spoke about uh, expecting God to move on family life and social justice and education. And as I prayed about that, I really felt that actually the starting point was family life. You see, if our family lives in Crawley come under the kingdom of God, then social justice, education, health and welfare are a result of that. They're a result of us sowing into the goodness of families, ourselves and our neighbours. It's interesting, in Isaiah 58 verse 7, Isaiah sees these words, What I'm interested in seeing you do is to share your food with the hungry, to invite the homeless poor into your homes, to book clothes on the shivering ill-clad, and to be available to your own families. Yeah. Let's felt the Lord underline that, be available to your own families. Guys, in this season, do not be so busy that you just lose the opportunity to be available to your own families. God, this, God's using the season yeah. for you to sow into your own families. Be available to them. 
this is a time where, uh, where non-Christian family members can really see the trust and the peace you have in God. Expect Amen. God to start changing cities from families out. Amen. Be available to your own families. Um, I'm going to take a break there. There's lots more I want to say, but uh, our team have some prophetic words for the church as well. So um, maybe, Ed, if you want to go first, and then yeah, yeah. Jed and Emma, and then Lauren after it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Speak. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having us. Um, and thank you for taking the time to listen to us as we come and share with you. Um, so one of the things that uh, God really spoke to me about was uh, the story of the woman who was bleeding for 12 years. Uh, and as I was reading that story and kind of really just praying into it, I felt that God was telling me that um, just it, helping me understand that um, the story starts with a guy coming to God and saying, my daughter's ill. Can you come and pray for her and see her made well? So Jesus left the place where he was and went on the way to, to find this girl. And in the process, in the going, they encounter a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years and God made me aware that God's always got time to pray and heal people on the way and so this isn't necessarily something that should come as a specific additional exercise that you need to do but actually if we're to do what God has done Crawley I am encouraging you to pray as you go that you're looking for people on your you know on your kind of trip to County Mal or you're praying, Lord, would you uh, give me someone to pray for as I'm in Tesco this week? So I pray, Lord God, that you would do that in this church, that these guys would be people that pray as they go, that you would help them to build up their community uh, and see it prosper. And I think uh, just to add to that, I think God was really specifically dropping into my heart that this woman was bleeding on the inside if you were to look at her, you may not see anything wrong with her, but actually she was bleeding from the inside and she had a real problem and couldn't have got it fixed by any doctor. But when she reached out and touched Jesus's cloak, just one touch from the king changed everything for her. And so I really my prayer is that you guys would be able to see those in need and even those that don't look in need are in need. And actually, God would illuminate those people to you. So my prayer and my prophecy is that you go and heal, that you're doing it on the on the journey and that you are able to spot those that need it most. They're not bleeding from the nose. They're not visibly uh, in any pain necessarily, but they're bleeding on the inside and they need you. Uh, so go and pray and bless your community. Wow. Heal as you go. It's amazing. Jid and Emma, do you want to jump in? Wunderbar, wunderbar. Wir sind Jed und Emma Cowley. Wir wohnen in Berlin und wir hat große Liebe für Sie, Crawley Gemeindekirche. We really love that we're with you today and it's just great to see so many people joining in and it's great that there'll be so many more people who will access this too. I actually had a word for you as a church. I felt God was encouraging you with the fact that you're so involved with the nations going to the nations. And I thought that I was going to be encouraging you to give space for other languages to be brought in, in, in your Sundays and your meetings and things. 
And then I, I almost fell off my chair when somebody's reading the Bible in Shona. I was like, ah, oh, they're doing this already. So I'm not even trying to plant a seed. It's grown already. I love that. So I just wanted to say, well done for making space for the nations and for people of different backgrounds and communities in this church. It's amazing. I really want to encourage you on a personal level with this. Have you learned how to say good morning to somebody in Russian? Have you learned how to say God loves you to somebody in Shona? Maybe that would bless somebody from a different community than your cultural background. I just think like that would be great. Why don't, why don't we all try to do this and engage with people in the culture that they come from? Um, I really believe as well that like we're, we're praying about business here as well. I believe that there will be nations that you will connect with through the people who come to your church. So you will meet with individuals, but they come from families, they come from households, from villages and towns and cities and nations. I believe that there are people who come to your church. If you connect with them and welcome them in, you will end up having, um, you will end up influencing on a national level some of the nations that God sends to you in Crawley. I just think it's great. I love that you're already doing this though. It's so great. So I just really want to commend you for that. Well done for giving up some of the things you're comfortable with to make space for other people to come in to God's family. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I was um, reading um, some a passage in Isaiah 49, and um, I think it links really well in what, um, from the Jeremiah passage, actually. Um, and it's from Jeremiah 49, from verse 8, it talks about the restoration of Israel, and obviously Crawley in its place there. But so this is what the Lord says, In the time of my favour, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. And um, yeah, I just really felt that um, some of what your guys' legacy um, is, because some of you won't be in Crawley for forever, and for a while God has placed you there, it's actually a time for um, a legacy to, to plant an inheritance for the, for, the, for the sake of the people of Crawley, so that they may know um, the kingdom of God and that they will be free, that they will come into relationship with Jesus because they've come into contact um, with some of you guys. And that could be out on the street, like Edson and County Mail, but it could also be in the office. It could be um, within just family gatherings. Maybe some of you guys have family that work in business that aren't saved and actually you're going to get them connected in to some kingdom initiative without them even realizing it, you know? So just expect the, unexpe expect the unexpected. Um, is a phrase I've got as well, just to expect things that you haven't seen yet. Wow. Um, and um, also in terms of the new, um, it's just so good. God is cool, isn't he? How he just knits things together. Um, I just felt um, that when you regather to get comfortable with the new, um, I got the word like, you're not going back to your old seats in church, but obviously that's, that's in the physical, but in the spirit, I feel like I see God giving some of you guys, um, in the leadership team, like those, you know, that, those um, virtuality headsets. He's going to give you some kingdom headsets, and you're going to be looking around. And and actually, you, you guys, um, sometimes we expect God to just show us, but actually, you, He's saying, "Hey, you guys get to be involved. You get to dream with me." Um, and 
and see what I see. I'm going to give you a fresh perspective for Crawley, for areas of Crawley that you haven't even, you know, while we were still in that area, we were very aware of how Crawley was expanding and um, just getting bigger. <laughs> and, um, and actually, I feel like there's going to be areas of Crawley popping up that you don't even know about yet. And God's going, I've got that. I've got that for you. Start praying, start dreaming. Um, so, yeah. Brilliant. Love it. Wow. Lauren, do you want to jump in? Yeah, and when I was praying for you guys, it's so it's so nice to see you guys to be with you this morning. Um, I was just very much reminded of the story of Nehemiah and how he had um, the heir of the king and how he found favor to rebuild um, the wall, rebuild Jerusalem. And I just felt for you guys that actually there's a real um, key in that partnership with local government in the city and the fact that he went and he found favor that he found um resource as well how he provided materials and safety and permission and i just really felt like there was a partnership to be had between you and local government that there's going to be favor for rebuilding projects for projects that were going to bring life to the city that were going to rebuild the city and uh when i I was driving, I, I saw this sign that said, love local like never before. It was actually a Coke sign, but something in my spirit just jumped. And I was really excited to hear that you guys are already loving your city so well, that you're loving local businesses, small businesses. But I just got a real sense that you should keep going in this. Um, whether you're going to your local corner shop or... Um, local craftspeople, I just felt that there was going to be real influence in you going out and loving people locally. Um, yeah, I wasn't really quite sure what, what I had this morning, um, but I felt like unusually like heavy-hearted this morning. Like it was quite like almost hard to speak. And I almost feel like if there is, I don't know if there's particularly for like one particular person in the church or a few people in the church that might be feeling quite heavy-hearted and quite quite overwhelmed by the COVID and, and all the things that's come with it. Um, and I almost been unsure about where God is in that. And my prayer for you would be that you, you can see and celebrate how God is moving in other people's lives within your church. Mm. Um, and that even in this harder season to actually go again and push again for community and, and, and all the ways of, of what that looks like. And even this morning, like I've been blown away to see, you know, that you guys do kids' work in your main service. I just think that's so cool. And I think, you, you know, your church is really innovating and pushing that forward. But I'm so excited to see, you know, how your church builds community in this season and and um, really gathers around those that are that are really struggling a bit. So, yeah, I hope that was encouraging. But, um, yeah. Wow. Certainly encouraging to us. Thank you. Can I beg your indulgence that we might have 10 more minutes? Is that okay? Just 10 more minutes to, to wrap it and prophesy for some individuals. Hopefully you'll stay with us. Um, as you go into your 20 days of prayer, I felt God gave me three key things that he wants you to be radical about. Three things that he's asking Crawley Church to be radical about. Number one, be radical for worship. Number two, be radical in your love. Number three, be radical in your generosity. Radical in worship, radical in love, radical in generosity. And I love the fact you are such a generous church. You've proven that already. 
So here's the, there's a link between generosity and getting God's guidance and provision. In Isaiah 58, verses 10 to 11, it says, If you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness, your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight, and I'll always show you where to go. You'll have a full life in the emptiest of places. So here we have this link between generosity and a promise that God will show you where to go. Generosity, provision, generosity, and guidance going hand in hand. 